We've already got to experience baptisms, and man, Lord willing, one day we're going to have one every single Sunday. That'd be amazing. And at the end of the service, in just a few moments, we're going to be uh, baptizing. We're going to be baptizing all the kids. No, we're not doing that. (laughs) Lord, no, we're not doing that. We're going to pray over all the kids because, man, they're getting, in, they're getting ready to go into a new school year. And I don't know about some of us who have uh, been around a little while. School's not like it used to be. And so we're going to pray that there'll be a light in a dark place. And also for all the teachers and all of that, man, because I'm going to tell you what a, what a wonderful opportunity they have uh, to be light and be salt and light in the world. So we're going to get to that into a, in a minute. But I really want you to get your message notes out with me. Uh, they're in your worship guide, on your smartphone, devices, uh, anywhere we could think of. And I don't want you to think of today as, as a sermon, but really more of like a family meeting. Like if we were to sit here together, we just want to share our heart with you on where we are as a church and also where we're going to be going over the next season. And so if you could kind of get your mind there with me to not think of this as, as a normal sermon, but more of us just sharing our hearts with you and really kind of off the cuff. And so we have we talked about this together, but this is also going to be a whole lot of give and take. And so she's probably going to have to, to explain what I'm trying to say a whole lot. <laughs> uh, because if you've been around us for very long, I will kind of talk about things and people slowly start to lose hope of ever connecting those dots. And then Autumn will say, this is what he's trying to say. And it all kind of makes sense. And so explaining where we're going as a church, it would be the best to have both sides of our brain together and just kind of share with you what God has put on our hearts as your pastor and how we want you to be part of it with us. And I think it's important that we do this because uh, this is why we do it twice a year. And, And the best example I can give you why it's so important is to tell you about what happened to us this past summer. And that is we had an opportunity to go on a, a trip to Arkansas back in July. And as we were getting ready to leave, I decided to do the hashtag adulting thing and go ahead and fill up my gas tank before we left. Turns out that works out really well. And also, while I was there, I decided to take a squeegee and just kind of squeegee off my windshield and just kind of get ready. I, I was feeling very accomplished by the time we left. And for a little while, while we were, we were driving, man, it was awesome. I could see everything. Everything was great. But as we kept going, it's eight hours to get to Arkansas. And as we were going, some of you are going, I drive further than that to get back to where I'm from. I get it. But for me, that's a long way. And as we were going, you know, we just started collecting things on the windshield, right? Like, like dust, started collecting like oil from other cars, you know, bug guts, you know, uh, presents from above from birds, you know, all the different things. And it was just getting more and more just cloudy. Like I could still see, but it was getting more and more difficult. And then it started to rain. And I decided I was going to try to just clear off the windshield super fast. But how many ever done that? And all of a sudden, you start to notice all the different things that's there. And it goes from being a little bit cloudy to just a mess. And I tried just for a second to fix it, and I gave up. And I just ended up having to pull off on the side, uh, off an exit, and go and just kind of squeegee it off again and kind of clear everything off so I could see to keep going for the next leg of the journey. And I don't know about you, but in life... I'll go through seasons when, man, I know what's going on. I know what God is calling me to do. I know how to move forward in the Lord. But then things happen. Stuff gets on the windshield. And and I kind of know it's there, but I'm managing it. I'm doing well. But if I'm not careful, things keep on getting there until after a while, life's just blurry. And I just need a time every once in a while to pull off onto the side of the road of life and just kind of clear everything off and remember where I'm going and why I'm going and how I'm going to get there. And that's, that's why it's important for us a couple times a year to kind of get off the, the series train and everything else and pull off onto the side of the road, take a Sunday, and just make sure we're all headed in the same direction so that we know what God is doing in our church and also in our lives. And so we're just going to go through this together and just share what God's doing in our life. And it's going to be probably maybe more honest 
than you've ever heard, and, and that's good news, okay? Nothing, nothing bad is going on. So if you've got your message notes, this is the vision of our church, and that is real life church exists to make disciples by knowing God, growing in freedom, and sharing Christ with everyone. We exist to make disciples by knowing God, growing in freedom, and sharing Christ with everyone. And we get this from Jesus. The Bible said in the book of Matthew especially that Jesus had died on the cross, he rose again, he hung out with his disciples, and then just before he ascends back to the Father, and he's got so many great things are going to happen, he looks at his disciples and he says this, Jesus told his disciples, I have been given all authority in heaven and on earth. Therefore, go and make disciples of all the nations, of, as we say in Alabama, everybody. <laughs> everybody. Go make disciples of everybody. And then he, he sent it into heaven, and the church got started. And the only thing that's changed is a little bit of time. God has never changed his mind about continuing to reach everybody with the good news of the gospel and to make disciples of everybody. And so honestly, if you don't hear anything else and you want to shorten down the vision statement of Real Life Church, it's this, and that is that we exist to make disciples. That's what we're here to do. And so then there goes the next question, and that is how. How do you make a disciple? Well, Jesus is our king. He is our master. He's the one that's in charge, author and finisher of our faith. And so if we want to figure out how to make disciples, which is what Jesus told us to do, then it would make sense for us then to look at how Jesus did it so we know how to make disciples of others. And so the Bible also says in Matthew chapter 4 that one day as Jesus was walking along the shore of the Sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers, Simon, also called Peter, and Andrew, throwing a net into the water for they fished for a living. And then Jesus found them and called out to them and said, come, follow me, and I will show you how to fish for people. And then they left their nets and at once followed him. And what we see here is where we get our vision from because our hope is to make disciples the Jesus way. So when we were talking about this, the question came up like, okay, so what is a disciple? What does it mean to make a disciple? Because his definition might be different than my definition, might be different than your definition. So we want to be on the same page as a church. So we kind of want to define what is a disciple and what does it look like to make disciples or be a disciple so that we're together on this. So we got a definition of disciples. So disciple. Now, here's a Greek or Hebrew word. I'm not even going to try it. I, don't, I can't do those things. This is him. So he's going to pronounce that for you. Yeah, she was like, no, you're saying that word. All right. That is actually a Hebrew word. You're going to know a Hebrew word today. And the word is Talmudim. Okay, so I count to three. I want everybody to say Talmudim. Ready? One, two, three. It's close. Okay. It was close. Right? It was loved, really good. He was loves good. Hebrew and Greek. <laughs> it's not me. Okay, so it's a student. In English, it's a student, a follower, someone who gives their life to apprentice under a master. So this is somebody, it's not like a one-day decision. It's not... Um, a step one, step two, step three. Step one, we get saved. Step two, let's grow together. Step three, let's share. We're done. Check the boxes. That's not what a disciple is. It is doing all these things all the time with your entire life, and you never finish until we see Jesus. Yeah, amen. So don't think about it as like, oh, I've done that. Like, check the box. No, no, no. We're doing that all the time. It's circular not linear. An example would be I was a former math teacher. 
So I went to school and I learned all the things. You know, they teach you everything you need to know in college, everything. So you leave and you're mm-hmm. like, I got this. <laughs> then they put you in a classroom with 30 middle schoolers. That's not And good. you realize, I don't got this. You know, <laughs> I know the things. Now I actually have to apply what I know, and that's a different ball game. We do that in relationships when you get around other people. You really start having to apply it. And then they start saying things like, hey, I'm going to um, throw another teacher in with you so they can kind of see your classroom management or see how you teach this thing. And you're starting to share now what you know and what you applied with other people. But we're doing that, you know, you do that as a teacher all at the same time not just one by one. So this is kind of like an example of what being a disciple or making disciples would be. Yeah, and that's the amazing thing about in the first century is it wasn't uncommon to have an opportunity to apprentice under someone else. You didn't get a degree from a university. You got a degree from that rabbi. And it was this amazing thing that you went and did life with that person, and you learned from them. You, you slept you know, in the same room. You ate at their table. You did everything, and you got to know not just the knowledge, but how to apply it in your life. And that's amazing with Jesus. But the question then became for us as, as pastors in this next season is, what does that look like in the 21st century? Like, how do we, how do, we do this thing called life together? And, and the Bible says it like this, and you know, we just got through finishing our Practicing Resurrection series, and Ephesians says, now these are the gifts Christ gave to the church, the apostles, the prophets, evangelists, and pastors and teachers. And their responsibility is to equip God's people so that God's people can do his work and build up the church, the body of Christ. And then the, the, the mandate is that that will continue. That process of, of making disciples will continue until we all come to such unity in our faith and knowledge of God's Son that we will be mature in the Lord, measuring up to the full and complete standard of Christ. And I'm just going to take just a moment And I'm going to get really real and really honest, and then we're going to move on with this. And that is that when I first started our church, or we first started our church back in 2011, I had no idea what that meant. I'm learning what it meant, but I had no idea. I knew that God had called us to Bowling Green, Kentucky. I know that God still has us called to Bowling Green, Kentucky. We spend the rest of our lives here, Lord willing, pastoring all of you. But I didn't know what that looked like. I had been in environments where I had solved different things, and I felt like God was calling us to do something a little bit different, but I didn't know what it looked like. And so I just went to the, the closest model, church models I could find and went, let's just do that. That, that sounds good because I had no idea what was, what was going on. I had no idea what that looked like. And a lot of things that I was being told is to run a church like a business. You know, get things organized and, and, and organize people and, and get growth goals in mind. Get a number in your head. And we used to call it nickels and noses, man. Get, get, get enough noses, you know, behinds and the seat hinds, you know, all that kind of stuff. That doesn't, it rhymes, but it don't make any sense. But let's keep going. And, and that, was, that was the goal. I didn't know what else. I was like, yes, let's do that. And what I started to notice after a little while is we were starting to look like those things, but not really looking a whole lot like Jesus, And that doesn't mean that we were doing anything wrong. I just felt like there was another step we needed to take, and God had to take me on a journey before then I could hold my hand out and say, why don't we take a journey together? And so what people have told us over the past couple years, you know, Pastor, what's going on at RLC? Things are different. Like, I feel like there's just something different going on at our church and and just these different things. And I want to tell you what it is, and that is we're slowly learning how to do this right here. 
Now, don't get me wrong, we still, there is a business aspect to our church, and, and, and you can see inside your worship guide how we're, we're growing as far as, as a staff and our trustees and, and different ones. You know, you can, some of y'all are going, I had no idea who that person was. I just know they're around. Now you know uh, who they are. And so we're, we're growing in that way. But the focus of our church, we no longer have a number. We're not trying to grow our church into a certain number or a certain type of building, even though, help us pray, we don't want to be here forever, all right, um, in Jesus' name, and we, we're going to get to the next place. But our, our goal is no longer to see how many people we can pack into this building. Our goal is to not build uh, a mega church. Our goal is not to have several campuses, and if God wants to send all that, great. Our goal is to make disciples. If you want to know what the vision of RLC is, look at Jesus and then look in the mirror. And our goal is for all of us to look so much like Jesus that we will actually come in such unity of our faith and our knowledge so that we will be mature, measuring up to the full and complete standard of Christ. And so what we just decided is we said, you know what, God, we're no longer going to preach to people who aren't here. We're going to disciple those who are here. And we're going to do everything we can to provide environments for you so that you can have an encounter with God so that you can grow in your relationship with God. And then it just gets so much of a fire inside of you that you can't help but share it with other people. And if God sends us more people, and if God gives us, in Jesus' name, another building, and if, and if God does all that, that's the byproduct of all of us. We used to say in old school church, being on fire for Jesus. And that's where my heart has just been is, man, let's just, let's just fall in love with Jesus. Because the more the world doesn't make sense, the more Jesus does. And I'm just excited about what God's going to do. And so I want to go ahead and tell you, if you don't hear anything else, that we have a next step for you. And that is that you would have an opportunity at our church to take ownership of becoming a disciple in your life. So I don't get the mic very often, so I'm going to backtrack a minute. It's not in our notes. But I just want to say for just a minute, like, I know that... Uh, people say this all the time, but I live with this man, and I know his life, and, like, I've never seen anybody love people so much. Like, his heart, if you just could see what I see, and his love for you guys, like, every one of you. You could think I'm not known at this church. Like, he doesn't know my name, or he doesn't see me, and I promise you, he does. He sees every single person and he gives his life and his heart and he studies his guts out all the time to give you the Bible. And I just want you to know that he loves you. We both do, but I mean, I'm just saying, I'm just speaking to him because he's not going to say this. Guys, I've never seen a pastor love their people like he loves you. And I just want you to know that from someone who sees how much time and effort that he puts into you. He loves you so much. Okay, that went in the notes. Sorry. It was awkward. <laughs> yeah, it was yeah, it's so amazing. It's so amazing. So, um, so equipped, like, <laughs> to go back now. Um, our job, that just like in the scripture says, like, what we do as leaders and what we do as a church is to equip you, to equip God's people. But you also have a part in that. Like, we don't always get it right. We do the best that we can to find ways to equip you. But you have a job. You have ownership. You have to take part. That's the blank, take ownership. So it's like, as a math teacher, I going back to that, um, 
I could prepare my lessons the best that I could do. I could come before and after school, and I could tutor kids for free and tell them I'm here on my lunch breaks and I'm here after school. If you don't understand, come to me. I can give them extra resources. I can do all the things. But if those students don't take advantage of those opportunities, I can't make them learn. I can't make them grow. And that is how it is for you guys. We're just keeping it real. If you are not going after God and trying to get to know him on your own, we can't do that for you. We can't help you grow. We can't help you share. We can equip you. We can hope we can find ways to give you opportunities. But you guys, every person on your own, you have to take ownership and you have to take responsibility for your walk with the Lord. Yeah, and I, th- <clears throat> and I think you want to. I, I think that um, we want to kind of own what God is doing in our life. And our hope is to not create a bunch of spiritual consumers, but spiritual contributors, where you realize I can grow, I can develop in my walk with God. And that's, that's our hope, is we want to make disciples by knowing God, growing in freedom, and sharing our hope. And so let's look at that. We're going to look at three ways that we become disciples. And at the bottom of each one of those, you'll see, is a next step. And I want you to kind of think about, like, as we're sort of squeegeeing things off and we're kind of clearing up this vision, what has been getting in your way of knowing God, growing in freedom, and sharing your hope? And then what is the next step that you need to take? And so here's the first blank, is that a disciple commits their life to knowing God. That's the first thing, is that a disciple commits their life to knowing God. Now... As we get started with this, I love the fact that so many of you, when you saw the vision statement and you saw it say that we make disciples by knowing God, so many of you kind of go, wait a minute, I got a t-shirt that says something else, my friend. You know, it says, follow Jesus. That's what it says. All right. It says it on the wall. Yes. Yes, it does. Okay. So here's the thing. Now, last year when we were restating our vision, we said that we want to make disciples by following Jesus. And when I started over the past year talking to so many of you in one-on-one environments, and I would say, man, we want to help you follow Jesus. And then people would say, yeah, I'm saved. I was like, well, yeah, but that's not the end. That's the doorway. There's so much more to knowing about Jesus. And they go, I don't get it, but I'm already saved. I said, yes, but then we continue to get to know God, and we get to fellowship with him. And they're like, but yeah, but I'm already saved. And I started to find out that we were having trouble uh, talking about this because the Bible says that God exists as three in one, Father, Son, and Spirit. And my hope for you is that you understand the relationship you have with the Heavenly Father, that you walk with the Son, Jesus, and you experience the fellowship of the power of the Holy Spirit in your life. And there's so many more adventures to have in God that begin with following Jesus. And so what we're going to do, and I know, I know it's on all the t-shirts, I know. And so you're going to have one to be like the before and then the after when we adjusted it just a little bit. But we're going to change our language to knowing God because that is not something that just begins. It is something that continues and then we step into eternity and we get to see him face to face one day. The Bible said it like this. Paul said, I want to know. That Greek word is gnosko. It means to know in a personal way. I want to personally know know Christ and experience the mighty power that raised him from the dead. What Paul had just got through saying is he was saying, man, I've done it all when it comes to religion. Man, I was, I was a Pharisee. I was educated in the best places. I did all the things, and then I encountered Jesus. 
And I considered everything else worthless compared to knowing him and continuing to know him. And so one of our goals as a church is to provide as many environments as we can so that you can know God more. If you've been a Christian for uh, zero days and today is going to be your spiritual birthday, you're going to give your life to Christ today, first of all, I celebrate that with you. And we've got some environments so you can begin to know God. And if you've been a Christian longer than I've been alive, which is not many of you, is that, is that possible? Uh, but if you have been, we want to let you know there's still more adventures to be had. And we exist as a church to make disciples by helping people know God. Q. How do we do that? Oh, yeah. I was supposed to go to the next thing. All right. I've, I'm sorry. I got excited. I'm, my bad. I, I told you. Yeah. We didn't rehearse this too much. All right. Smile this with me. This is real, right? right? If you've ever talked to us, this is kind of how it is. Right? Yeah. I'm like, okay. Okay. How can we know God? So here are the practicals. This is not an all-encompassing list of everything we do, and this is not the only things that you should do to know God. I'm just saying these are ways that Real Life Church wants to partner with you to equip you to know God better. Yep. So here are some things. Hugh. <laughs> I know, right? It was the clicker. It was the clicker. It wasn't. Okay, so Sunday morning, come to church. It's a discipline. We teach the Bible here. If, there, if you literally cannot get anything out of a Sunday, like if you don't feel like you're knowing God better at all ever on Sundays, maybe, should I even say this? Maybe, maybe this isn't the right place for you yeah. because that's what we want to do is to equip you to know God better. Yeah, well, but, and we don't say that as an ultimatum. We say that no, as a resource. No, we want you to we grow in to God. Grow. Like, yeah. find a place that you can know him better. Yeah. Um, worship nights, experiencing the presence of God, just kind of practicing is not the right word, but getting in the presence of God and focusing on that, that really helps you know him better. It, hap- it just so happens that August, this is why you have your pen, August the 31st is a worship night. Every fifth Wednesday, we do these, and it's an hour of worship. That's what we do. We take communion, and we worship. So an opportunity to just immerse yourself in the presence of God with other believers. Amen, yeah. Uh, Weekly prayer services. You may not feel like that you're good at prayer, or it may be a gift. Either way, this is for you, give you a time to focus on developing what prayer is in your life because prayer is so vital for your relationship with the Lord. Um, A foundations class. This Mm -hmm. is new. You've never heard of it before. This is why we talked about announcements. So beginning in September, we are going to have four classes, one each week, step one, two, three, four, and they're going to rotate every single month. This is going to be at the 11 a.m. service, so you can attend the 915 And then you can go into a classroom at 11, and you can find out some foundations. If you're a new believer, if you're an old believer, it doesn't matter. (laughs) You feel like I need seasoned seasoned. I feel like I kind of need to get back on track with just the basic foundations of what it's like to be a believer. Mm -hmm. The foundations class is for you. A Bible, um, daily Bible reading plan. Some people just want to be like, I want to read the Bible, and they just open their Bible to random verses. I mean, it's good if you're in the Word, but, like, you kind of need a systematic way to go through the Bible to hold you accountable and give you some guidance on that. Because you're not going to get to Leviticus otherwise. It's not happening for you. Everybody needs to read Leviticus every once in a while just to remember how great the book of Psalms is and all these other books are. Yeah, It's coming. It's coming. (laughs) So if you don't have a plan already, at the Welcome Center, we have a soap Bible 
study plan, two chapters a day. We read it together as a family every night. Our girls and us sit down, and we are accountable. We're going to tell what we got from the Bible that day, and we, we, we hit you hard if you don't do your soap before it's time for it. It's time for it. So we read the Bible together. So if you don't have one of these things, um, that you can take ownership by doing that. If you have any questions, go to the Welcome Center. All the things are there for you. Yeah, so the question for you is, for you to fill out under that, is what is your next step? So remember, this isn't a sermon. So if you were looking for one, don't worry. Come back next Sunday, and we're gonna be finishing up, finally, spiritual authority. On prayer. Yeah, and yeah, it's gonna be on one. prayer. Come back. But this is, this is a family meeting. And so we're gathering together, and it's asking you the question, what, what's clouding up what God's trying to do in your life? Where do you need to kind of apply the squeegee and what kind of squeegee? Say it like that. What kind do you need? Do you need to just make a commitment? You know what? I want to learn more about these worship nights or I want to get involved in the prayer service. I need that foundations class or I'm going to start reading the Bible. All of that, you can stop by the Welcome Center and get more information about this because what we want to do over the next season as a church is we want to provide as many resources as we can to make disciples for all of us to take a spiritual next step and knowing God, and experiencing the great adventures that God has for all of us. So the first thing we do as a church is we make disciples by continually knowing God. The second thing is that a disciple commits their life to growing in freedom. They commit their life to grow in freedom. Jesus told his disciples, he said, come and follow me. In other words, come get to know me. Come live with me. Come walk with me. Come get to know me. And then in that process, he said, and I will make you. And that wonderful thing is, is that as we begin to walk with Jesus and we begin to walk with our brothers and sisters in Christ, we start to grow in our relationship with God. And as we start to grow, God starts to reveal to us broken places in our life. And we have an opportunity to start taking steps of freedom. And we have other people around us so we can do that and continue to become everything that God has created us to be. And God's word says it like this. It says, just as you accepted Christ Jesus as your Lord, you must continue to follow him, continue to get to know him. Let your roots grow down into him and let your lives be built on him. Then your faith will grow strong in the truth that you were taught and you will overflow with thankfulness. And one of the things I love about God is he loves us enough to save us. He loves us enough to deliver us out of the kingdom of darkness and the kingdom of life. And he could just say, great job, move on. But then he cares for us, and he walks us toward freedom every single day after that. And the amazing thing is, is the disciples, Jesus didn't call just one of them. He had 5,000 people that followed him. Out of that, he had 70 people that he was sent out on missions. Out of that, he had 12 people that he personally had his hands on. And even then, he had three that were his best friends. He had people around him all the time. And so just like Jesus has called you to become a disciple, he's also called your neighbor to become a disciple together. And you can see in the Gospels how many times the disciples would get together and go, did you understand a word of what Jesus just said? No, I didn't. Hey, by the way, who's the greatest in the kingdom? Did you see where Peter was walking on the water? That joker failed, didn't he? Yeah, I mean, they're constantly doing life together. And as they're doing that, they're growing in their freedom and getting ready for what God had called them to do. And so then as a church, how can we grow in freedom? So as we, he's already said, there's no better way to grow in freedom than to be around other people, right? Other people make it hard. It's how you apply what you know. Relational sandpaper. It's the application. So it's so important. But we do really believe that 
life change happens in the context of relationships. Yep. So here are some ways that we want to equip you or try to equip you. Life groups. Life groups, we do three semesters. It launches September 4th. This is an opportunity for you to get around other believers or other people and work out your faith, work out what you know. There's all kinds of different life groups for you, and you can see those online and in the board in a couple of weeks. And then RLCC, and everybody's like, hmm, I've never heard of that before. Right, because it is brand new. We are so excited. This is like announcement, so get your paper. So RLCC is going to be a real-life counseling center. Yes. So here is what this you is. You don't even I know, know but you're about to. It's going to be awesome. Come on now. I'm so, sorry. I'm super excited about this. The enemy is always on attack. He is always ready to take us down. But we do feel like that right now in this culture and in this time, the enemy is targeting mental health. Yeah. It is such an issue or such a crisis today So what we are wanting to do is as a local mission of Real Life Church and because of your giving and your generosity, we are going to open up, starting in September, a counseling center. Right now we have two biblical counselors that are going to start with us. Um, They have their certification, and they're going to start in a different office. And so what we kept coming up with time after time is people would need biblical counseling, and we would refer them, and they would say, but it's so expensive. My insurance doesn't cover it, or if it does, I can't afford it. So here's where the local mission comes in and the exciting part. We are offering this to everybody in our city for free. It's for free. We do have this already in our city, but we feel like with a crisis, we need even more of this. So we are so, so excited about it. In your worship guide, you can see pictures of Sarah Gross and Faith Balanowski. They're going to be the two that's starting with us. They're going to be out front (laughs) with business cards that have some information. So jump on board if you would like biblical counseling in your life or you know someone who does. Refer them. It's completely free, and you guys partnering with our church are providing this, and it's such an exciting gift to our city. Yeah, this is something that that we are super passionate about because mental health is a crisis in our country. And the thing is, is I love uh, people who give their lives to counsel others, but what I really love is when we understand how to do it from a biblical point of view and to realize that Jesus truly is the answer. But sometimes we get into such situations, we don't know how to apply God's word to the mental health issues that we're going through. And so what these counselors are going to do is they're going to say, man, it's okay to have Jesus and a counselor. The Bible calls him the wonderful counselor and how he can lead us toward freedom. And so it's something that we are super, super excited about. And I can't tell you how many times that I've talked to people and I've told them, you can go in and just not like me, but I love Jesus. I have a therapist. I get my oil checked every couple of months <laughs> and make sure that I'm doing everything I need to do because I, will, I refuse to disqualify myself because I got so broken that I decided to follow something I didn't need. And instead, I got someone in my life who ch- kind of checks me mentally and say, are you, are you in love with Jesus? Are you in love with your wife? Are you taking the right steps? Everybody needs somebody like that in their life. And if you're in a position you don't have that, that's part of what this biblical counseling is for. And so it's available because of your generosity that, that our, some of our missions giving is going to go to pay for this, to tell people. It's not going to cost you anything just to go see. 
if there's some freedom for you. And there's actually an organization that is super excited about this with us, and they've decided to do something. And so we're going to have something coming up on August 21st and 28th. We're calling it Match to Impact Offering because Impact International Ministries has said that they are willing to match dollar for dollar up to $10,000 to help us get this off the ground, to pay for the, the leasing, to pay for... I'm telling you, it's amazing. Come on, put your hands together for that who believes in this. And... They're going to help us get it off the ground by getting everything uh, purchased, kind of get us started really, really well. And so we just want to give you an opportunity to just partner with us. Now, we're going to take a few of those dollars once we meet the, the need. And I don't know if you look around, you can see there's a couple of our chairs that need to be replaced. We're going to replace a couple of our chairs as well. And then for some of you who watch online, we're going to try to update our online stream a little bit, put a little bit of money on that. But the bulk of everything that we have is going to go straight to this real-life counseling center so that we can help people. And so this is all we're asking to do. As always, we, if you ever notice, we've never done a big push like this, and we're not going to do a big push like, th- like this now. We're just letting you know where the opportunity is. And we just ask you to pray and ask God if he would have you give above your tithe to this ministry. And if, when it happens, you can take your, your uh, offering envelope out and you put match to impact offering. And if God doesn't speak to you to do that, or if you're in a financial place, you can't afford to do anything above your tithe, that's okay. We still love you. You're still part of our church, and you can still be part of this if you would like to. This is only if this is something that connects with you, and you would like to be part of this. And so we're going to be praying over that specially and receiving that August 21st and 28th to get this thing off the ground. And also, I want to tell you that when it comes to what your spiritual next step is, maybe you need to become part of this. Maybe God's been speaking to you for years about stepping in and helping other people understand what it is to pursue God with biblical counseling. If you would like to know more about what it would be to be part of this ministry, you can stop by the Welcome Center, and we'll let you know what those details are. And we'll sit, and we'll meet with you, and we'll see if this is the next best best step for you. Or maybe it's time this next semester for you to kind of get off of your, your island because maybe something put you on that island, maybe some negative relationships or different things. But whatever happened, you just decided me and Jesus are good. But I'm going to tell you something, everybody needs somebody else. Everybody needs to walk with somebody. And so maybe your next step needs to be, this semester, I'm going to get in a life group. I'm going to give that an opportunity. Or maybe your next step is, I want to know more about RLCC because I want to be part of it in some kind of way. So we're super, super excited about that. And at Real Life Church, we exist to make disciples by knowing God, by growing in freedom, and then a disciple makes their life or commits their life to then sharing Christ with everyone, sharing Christ with everyone. Jesus was looking at his disciples, and he said, come and follow me. Get to know me so that I can make you. I can help you grow so then you can go do what I'm doing. You can become a fisher of men. You can develop that, and you can go share what I'm doing in your life with other people. God's Word says it like this. It says, for God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself, no longer counting people's sins against them. And he gave us this wonderful message of reconciliation. In other words, what Jesus did in all of us is also available to everybody else. So now we are Christ's ambassadors. God is making his appeal through us. We speak for Christ when we plead, come back to God. And so one of the things that we are so passionate about at Real Life Church is we're passionate about helping all of us get so excited about our relationship with God. So excited about knowing him and experiencing his goodness and then walking in freedom we didn't even know we had, uh, we didn't even know was possible. And we get so excited about that that then we can't help but share it with somebody else. That our life 
is so free and so just on fire with a passion for Jesus that people around us come up to us and say, what is different about you? And then you have an opportunity to say, let me tell you about a man who told me everything about me. And like it says in John 4, let me tell you that Jesus knew everything about me and he loved me anyway. And he helped me walk in freedom. And so what we want to do is provide for you opportunities so that you can share your faith, share your walk with God with everyone you meet. And so then here's some ways that we can share Christ with everyone. So for this, and keep in mind that these are not step one, two, three. We know, then we grow, then we share. This is all at the same time. So um, we wanted to kind of define what we kind of see as sharing. So there's probably many more ways, but we're going to talk about two. Uh, One is sharing your faith with unbelievers, right? That's the sharing we all hear about all the time, like go and spread the gospel. And you can do that. We want to give you tools to be able to do that. Then there's sharing with other believers. And I think that sometimes we forget the value and the importance of that. But it is all through the Bible. Reading this soap plan the past couple of weeks, I'm like, and here it is again, and here it is again. You know, it's telling us to take what we know and what we have and apply it and share it with other people. Teach other people you've been through hard times. How did you get through them? Get another believer and, and tell them how you got through that. They probably need it. Like, there's all kinds of opportunities for you to share your faith with other believers, too. So it's both believers and unbelievers. Okay, so how, how can we equip you? How can we equip you? Here's some things. Share your testimony. You, you would not believe how many people don't even know where to start on that. And every single believer has a testimony no matter your age no matter where you started you have a testimony and it's powerful if you've not been able to develop that or don't even know where to start hey go to the welcome center we'll get somebody to help you but having your testimony that you can share is so amazing and powerful leading a life group if you just you just have so many things in you and you want to share it with other people we have an opportunity for you You can lead a life group right here at Real Life Church. You can share all the things that you have learned and applied. Serving on a team. This is, um, this one's pretty much on Sundays. Sometimes we have um, other opportunities. But keep in mind, we are not saying the only time you share your faith is on Sunday. It should be all the time, every day, right, with opportunities. But serving on a team is a great way that we can give you to take what you know, and then share it with other people. Um, missions and outreach. And hopefully in the next couple of years, I know students are going to start this upcoming summer, um, but we're going to have chances to go on missions trips, um, overseas even. If that is something that's like you're passionate about, then we want to provide those opportunities for you to share and spread the gospel to unbelievers. Yeah. But there's also local opportunities and local outreaches. In October, we're going to have a serve week that we can serve our city, that we can share our testimonies and share all the things that we have learned about our Savior with other people. If that is kind of like physically you're just really not able or you don't know where to start, you can always partner with giving because we as a church give to missions and to outreach both internationally and locally. So these are not all of the ways. I Hopefully you're finding ways in your daily walk 
to share Christ with unbelievers and other believers. But these are just a few ways that our church wants to partner with you and equip you. Yeah, because we want, we want all of us to realize that we are ambassadors. And there's so many different ways that we can, but we want to equip you with some specific ways so that you can be a part of the, the body of Christ, both reaching in and reaching out. And I'll be honest with you, as your pastor, uh, I have this dream of mine that one day that only a handful of people will get saved on Sunday mornings because they're already getting saved Monday through Saturday. You notice that we, we only have church once a week, but there's seven days in a week. And I get so excited about the idea that when we as the body of Christ go out into our world, our goal is not just to bring them back to church so that they can get saved, but they can experience God right where they are. And we get to be part of that. And I want to tell you something. There is nothing more amazing than when you get to personally reach somebody for Jesus and you get to help them experience new life in Christ. And so my hope for you is that I, I don't want, to, I don't want our, just our church to be a place where you bring them so then they can get saved, but to equip you in such a way so that when someone begins to understand that they need Jesus, you can say, right here, right now, let's experience new life in Christ. Because I'm going to tell you something, it's, it's like no, nothing else. When you watch a new baby being born into the kingdom of heaven, it is, it is powerful. So I want to ask you this question as we get ready to pray, and that is, when it comes to sharing, what is your next step? What is it that you need? Do you need to start working on your personal testimony? Do you need to take a step in these other areas? What is it that God is really encouraging you to do to take the next step and sharing with Christ. And for all of this, you can stop by the Welcome Center at the end of our service, and you can say, I want more information about this. And if we don't have it ready yet, we'll get your name and your information, and we'll get you some inf information on that, because our goal is to equip you to become everything that God has created you to be. And so let's finish this up together and realize real life church exists to make disciples by knowing God, growing in freedom, and sharing Christ with everyone. And so I want to ask you this question. Is there anything that's gotten in your way over the past season? You know, since the last time we did a Vision Sunday, you know, we had, we had Easter, and then we had the end of school, which seems like so long ago. And then we had summer, and now we're at the end of summer. We're transitioning into the fall season. And if you're like me, things just have happened. There's been some wonderful moments. There's been some challenges. And if I'm honest, from time to time, I didn't realize how cloudy my vision had gotten until I slowed down and really looked. I was like, wow, that relationship issue, that hurt more than I thought it did. That financial thing, that's bothering more than I thought it did. That, that job thing, boy, that's, that's stealing my joy more than I realized. Well, can I tell you that God's not mad at you? That he's in love with you? He wants you to experience him. He wants you to grow in freedom and realize who you are in Christ. And then you know what? His plan is for your friends and neighbors, you. His plan is for you to get so on fire for Jesus, not perfect, but man, on your way to freedom, that they see your life and say, I want some of that. So I want to ask you a question. What is your next step? In just a moment, the band is going to lead us in a one more worship song, and we're just going to take a moment, and we're just going to spend some time with the Lord. And I just want to ask you that, what do you need to bring to him this morning? Is there something that's kind of gotten in the way from you knowing God? You know, maybe it's a sin issue, or maybe it's just a pain or a hurt. Maybe disappointment with God. Maybe you just need to bring that to him and say, God, I'm so sorry. Can you kind of wash that away so I can run for you? Maybe 
you need to take a step in growing in freedom. You were, you were getting to know God and things were moving forward, but then something happened and it caused you to kind of draw back again. And I'm going to tell you, God never reveals something he doesn't also have the power to heal. And he started messing with an area and then you kind of drew back a little bit. Maybe it's time to lean in again. Say, God, I'm going all in for you because I want to be free. Or maybe it's time to start sharing your faith and that just terrifies you. But the Bible said God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. And so maybe you need to bring that honesty to the Lord and say, Lord, I want to become a disciple. I want to take a next step. But I don't have any intention to do it by myself. I want to do it with you and with my brothers and sisters in Christ. Because that's what we're here to do. And so we want to see what God wants to do in all of us. And I want him to do it together. And so what is your next step? You bow your heads and let's pray together. God, thank you so much for today. Thank you, God, for how you see us and how you know us. Thank you, God, that none of this takes you by surprise. But rather, you are ready and able to do exceedingly and abundantly above everything we could ask or think. And God, for so many of us in here, you've got such an amazing plan for our lives. But from time to time, things just get cloudy. The way gets uncertain. Maybe it's nothing big. Maybe it's just a busy schedule. But in this moment, we have a chance to make a course correction. Just to kind of go off to the side, clean everything off so we can see you more clearly. Lord, I'm so thankful for how you love us. And I'm so thankful that in this moment today, you've given us the opportunity to draw closer to you. So as we get ready to pray today, God, I just pray, Holy Spirit, that you would just give us a moment where we can have an encounter with you. We can bring to you everything and realize that there's no better place to be than to be in your presence. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Would you stand with me all over the house this morning? The band is gonna lead us in one more worship song. There's gonna be prayer team people in the back. I wanna ask you a question. What next step do you need to make? Maybe you just need to talk to God about, maybe there's something in your life. Maybe it's a sin issue or maybe it's a pain issue and you just wanna say, God, I just wanna bring that to you. I wanna know you. I never want to stop being hungry for more of God. Maybe there's something that's getting in the way of your freedom. You just want to bring that to the Lord. Or maybe you just want to say, God, I want a fresh passion to share my story with those around me. But whatever it is, let's take just a few moments and let's just follow after God and see what he would do in this place. Jesus, you don't owe me 
come on, let's put our hands together. Praise the Lord. 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 What an awesome, awesome thing it is to worship the Lord. We're going to do something we ain't done in a long, long time, and that is have a seat. All right, yes, absolutely. So it is back to school Sunday. Our kids start school. Most of them start school on Wednesday. So we want to bring all of the kids up here. They're going to be starting school. If you're a student, you're a, you're starting middle school, high school, come over to this side. Yeah, we, come on, you, come on. You need, the, you need prayer. Let's go, guys. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> come on, come student. On. Look at all these kids, man. It's great. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Yeah. Yeah. We see some folks starting college that are being modest. It's okay. School is hard, guys. It is hard on these kids. They really, we're doing this one time. I know we're doing this today, but if your kids are out of school, you see these faces right here. Let's start praying for them every day. They need it. Yeah. So this is what we want to do is... You, know, you guys can just stand wherever you want to. Promise this won't take long, but we just want to pray over you. We're just going to pray over you. So one of the things that we realized as parents, and for some of you who have, who have little kids that they're not, they're not here yet ready for school, and then we got others, just, we just realized that they grow up in a different world we're growing up in. But you know what I love, though, is that God has uniquely equipped them to succeed in this world. They just get things that I don't get. They understand things I don't understand. So I'm not worried about them. I just want to pray over them that God will not only protect them, but then use them as a light into the world that they're going into. And so if you will, I want you just to stretch your hands this way, and and we're all going to pray over all these kids and all the teachers represented. So right now, God, in the name of Jesus, Father in heaven, I just speak life over every one of these boys and girls. Lord, as they get ready to walk into their mission field, their schools, I just pray that your presence will be so real on them. God, that you'll open doors of opportunity for them to see your good the Lord, in these moments, Lord, when they're at school and they're learning, they're also, their life is a light into the world around them. And so I speak hope over them. I speak opportunities to be an example for you. I speak goodness and that your faithfulness will surround them and that, God, you will open their eyes to see how much you love them. And right now, we also pray for all of our teachers, Lord, that they have so many things they have to navigate and there's so many things that try to, to chain them down to keep them from talking about their faith. But I just pray for open doors of opportunity opportunity this school year for them to share their faith and to experience the hope that only comes through you, Jesus. And we celebrate all of these kids right now, and we're thankful for the opportunity to know them and all you're going to do in their life. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. I love you guys. Y'all going to have a great school year. You are. It's going to be great. Yeah, so if you are if you are in the back in kindergarten through tw- uh, sixth grade, you can go ahead and go to the back. Parents, you're going to pick your uh, child up in the normal classroom. We want to kind of right, make ahead, everybody guys. safe. All right, kiddos, you can go back All to right, your class. All right. They'll pick you up in just a second. All right. And while they're doing that, if the row arcs would come up here, we're going to do one more thing, and then we're going to dismiss. So this is Derek and Jennifer Roark. You guys have probably been seeing their faces around, and in the worship guide, they're also in there. So an opportunity, come on up, guys. So an opportunity has uh, come. They are, they've had children's pastor experience for 10 plus years, and so they are going to be a gift to our children here at Real Life Church. They're coming on as children's pastors. Yep. So, 
Uh, Paige Burley is here somewhere. She's just done an absolutely phenomenal job with our Kids Life area. We love her so much. Love her, love her, love her. Wherever she is, we love you, Paige. She's like omnipresent. She's around. She's around. And uh, she's going to be stepping into a different role for us. And they, they're going to be stepping into that children's pastor role. And it is a whole family thing. So one more time, we believe in the power of prayer. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, but we're going to pray. We're going to pray. We're going to clap. We're going to pray. So stretch your hands this way. We're going to pray. God, I just speak blessing over the Ro- Roark family. God, we know that the weight of ministry can be difficult sometimes, but it is such a joy to be your hands and feet and to lead people closer to you. And so I just speak a blessing over all four of these people right now because this is a family ministry. We speak life over them. We speak hope over them. We speak a mantle of anointing on them, God, that you will help them to raise up the most important people in our church, our next generation. And we just say right now, God, that an increased anointing will be all over their life. You, Lord, you'll give them dreams and visions. You'll open their eyes to see things that hasn't happened yet. And that, Lord, they will lead with full confidence because of what you're doing in them. In Jesus' name we pray, amen, amen, amen. Come on, stand up with me all over the church. Come on, stand up with me. Praise the Lord.